Greg Kelly. The latest breaking news and opinions. Entertaining and informative. Hey, we're back. And uh, who's in control of the country? Is it Joe Biden or that Easter Bunny? Did you see the Easter Bunny was uh, in charge for about... uh, a minute and a half yesterday, yes, the Easter Bunny at the great big Easter egg roll told Joe Biden to uh, sit down and shut up. It was very interesting, actually. <laughs> who was inside that bunny suit? Easter egg roll. Guess who was there? Hunter Biden. Yes, seen in public for the first time since uh, the media took an interest in his laptop. We knew about it a long time ago. Thank you very much, Rudy Giuliani. So Hunter is uh, skulking around the White House. Uh, of course, he's... He's done this before. I'm here for my kid. I'm here for my kid. That's how he went to China. Oh, I'm just here to give my uh, my daughter a tour of uh, the Great Wall. Yeah, right. He was there to um, uh, get some of that uh, some of that coinage that the Chinese uh, were spreading out all over the world and still are through that Belt and what do they call it? The Belt and Road Initiative. It's basically their plan to take over the world. They've actually outlined it, and it's uh, you can find it online. They want to take over the world by buying off corrupt, weak politicians like Joe Biden and Joe Biden's family. Yeah, you don't go just for the politician. you got to go for the family as well. This is the Chinese. They're very, very good at this. They're very smart. Anyway, Joe is uh, – he uh, forgets it's Easter and, and, and starts talking seriously for a second. And then the, bu- the bunny rabbit shows up and says, stop talking. Cut 44, please. Cut 44 yesterday at the White House during the Easter egg roll. All right. So you heard him talking about Afghanistan. He said Afghanistan, Pakistan. He's talking seriously now. And Joe is famous for making all kinds of mistakes. He can't go off script. No, and he's probably excited because of all the candy, the jelly beans, the kids, the Easter bunny. The whole thing is just too much for Joe. And so he starts talking about stuff he shouldn't be talking about. Again, listen to him again. And then the Joe, the Easter bunny shows up and pushes him aside. All right, I'll leave that. It, it was quite a moment. But he has lots of those. And he gets a great big fat pass from just about everybody except me, two people at Fox News. Uh, your WABC radio team, talk radio, basically about a percent and a half of the media complex are onto this stuff. And I'm honored to be one of them. All right, let's go through this um, woman in Queens, the mom who was hacked to death, chopped up, left in that duffel bag a block from home. My theory is, uh, well, I don't know what to think. It makes no sense that this guy would, it's not a mob hit. It's not something with the father's business. I've heard people wondering about that. I don't think so. If this were about business, they wouldn't have chopped her up and put her in a suitcase and walked a mile and a half, right? I mean, why would you do that? That's that's a risky move. I don't care if it's 4.30 in the morning. You know, it's actually riskier at 4.30 in the morning. Cops are driving around. They see you. They're going to, with a big mysterious bag, I think they might say something. I think they might shine their light on you. So something is very strange, obviously. The whole damn thing is weird. Married mom or Solia Gal sat alone at a Queen's bar for 40 minutes, apparently waiting for someone before she went home and was fatally stabbed. The New York Post learned on Tuesday. Uh, she was 51 years old, had spent her time in a Forest Hills backyard Friday afternoon before heading out with friends that evening to watch a show at Lincoln Center. Kept on wondering what show. They kept on saying she went out to see a show. I'm like, what show? 
What does that mean? Okay, that makes sense. Lincoln Center. And oh, by the way, she's European born. And I have noticed that uh, the people who flock to your Lincoln Center, generally speaking, plenty of exceptions, but generally speaking, were born in other countries, like she was. Well, let's see here. When she returned to Queens, she sat alone in a neighborhood bar as if waiting for somebody before returning to her well-kept Juno Street home, according to sources. It's unclear if the mom had ever met up with the person she appeared to have been waiting for. Investigators believe Gall's killer entered the home and killed her on the first floor and then took her body to the basement. Why would he do that? And then and then once again, and then brought her back upstairs to... Hey, one thing about this, you know how I feel about Eric Adams. He's incompetent. He has no integrity. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's uh, He's the worst. And crime is out of control. I don't put this in the crime out of control category. I don't. Look, clearly she knew this guy. That's my sense. This is, and we're always going to have this stuff. We're always going to have murder. It would be great if we didn't, but we always will. But there was a time when we had very little murder. We had very little mayhem. And uh, But now we have a lot of it. This story, a story like this, though, can happen at any time. Law enforcement sources have said cops believe that the killer knew Gall. Yeah, you see, given there were no signs of a break-in. Now, I don't think there's too much to go on with the break-in. People, surprisingly, will leave their doors open. Um, the ferocity of the attack, indicating that the anger, there was a lot of anger, and it was something very personal. Again, now I'm looking at her pictures, and you know what? There are a lot of selfies She's with her dog by the river taking a selfie. She's in the woods taking a selfie. That tells me that she's not with anybody. She's not with her husband. She's like, look at me. I'm, And there's a lot of that going on. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I'm just saying it shows that she had some independence and might have had a whole different life going on. Now, what's wrong with that? Well, independence is a great trait, I guess, to a point. Well, look, I don't want to speak. We don't know anything. We don't know the facts. So let's hold off judgment. We're not judging anybody. She did not deserve this, obviously. My God. The suspect stabbed her 60 times in the neck, torso, and left arm. Her corpse was then stuffed in a black Bauer hockey bag, similar to the one used by one of her kids. And the porch and the pouch was dragged outside and dumped in a spot less than a half mile from home, according to authorities. Found inside the bag. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I want a break in this case. What the hell's going on? This is the same stuff I saw last night. She was discovered with possible defensive wounds inside her fingers and on her hands. Gall's husband, Howard Klein, uh, was out of town when the slaying unfolded. Klein was reportedly with the couple's elder son, seventeen. They were looking at colleges. Klein received an ominous text. From the killer, threatening, your whole family is next. Their younger boy, 13, was seen taken away. I need to know what's going on. I want to know what the inside scoop is. Now, I've been calling around, and I haven't gotten anything yet. I'm sorry to say that, but uh, wow, what a case, huh? Um, In the meantime, uh, oh, Eric Adams will not be releasing his taxes, and you know why, right? We all know why, because he lives in Jersey, all right? He should have had to resign, had to quit the race when we found out he was living in a basement, not living in a basement in Brooklyn. He pretended that was his apartment, and it wasn't. The TV didn't work. Uh, He had no clothes there. You see what a sharp dresser he is? He had no clothes in the apartment. 
living in New Jersey. That's the kind of that's a scandal that has to take out a political candidate for a job this big. But it didn't because he had. uh, Well, what did he have going for him? He had immunity in large part because of his identity, his black identity. Yes. Being African-American, he was off the hook, especially from the political class. Oh, yeah. They 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 won't do it. They will not do it. They will not call out bad behavior. They'll only do it from some people, with some people. Strangely, it's kind of racist when you think about it. Their standards are higher for people who are not persons of color. Isn't that kind of interesting? A white person, they would have drummed out of the race like that. Hey, there may have been a situation where it was in reverse, right? I, 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 I'm willing to concede that. Absolutely. I could see that happening throughout our history where a white person was given the benefit of the doubt, but a person of color wasn't. Well, that was wrong. And this is wrong. This is wrong. Flipping it. No, that is wrong all over again. So uh, wait a second. I got a message here. No, all as well. Um, Oh, I'm in big hot water. I love it, though. With Harry Styles. Who the hell's Harry Styles? He was in One Direction. He's a 28-year-old singer. And knock yourself out. Great. You're a singer. But here's the issue I have with him. Well, he's at Coachella. And you know what Coachella is? It's like a new and improved Woodstock, I guess. And they're all singing and dancing and probably taking drugs. It goes with the territory. And he's having the time of his life singing on stage. And I'm looking at the guy. And there's something very... He's wearing the goofiest sequined uh, outfit. It's like a jumpsuit with big sequins, I guess. They're almost like silver dollars. You know, he's, he's wearing like a million silver dollars. And I just thought, this is the silliest thing I've ever seen. It's just a silly outfit. He's silly. And he's running around, jumping. And that's fine. You're, you're a talented musician. But I think to a point. And I thought, this is indulgent. This is, uh, he's rubbing his hair, he's rubbing his body, and he's, look at me, look at me, look at what I'm doing. And I'm like, has public service even remotely ever crossed this guy's head, doing something for others? Like, why don't we ever see a, a celebrity join the military? And I went through it last night. I said, like, Cary Grant, Paul Newman, um, not Sinatra, I don't think Sinatra did it. Uh, Jason Robards, Ronald Reagan, you name it, they served during World War II. And we have this or had this global war on terror that lasted for a damn near two decades. And not one of them lifted a finger. Not one famous person, not one entertainer, not one athlete. The only one I can think of was Pat Tillman from the Arizona Cardinals. Remember that story? Amazing. Walked away from that career for country. And no one else, no one else. Why would so many do it during World War II and not one now? So I point this out. I'm like, this kid could benefit from a couple of years in the Marine Corps. How dare you say something like that? He's a veteran. He's a veteran. And I'm getting, though they try to cyber bully me, it doesn't matter, but I'm getting inundated with these pictures of Harry Styles in what seems to be a uniform. And I'm like, I've seen this before. Oh, yeah, it was in a movie. He was in a movie called Dunkirk. You know, Dunkirk, whatever the hell happened during World War II, the big blockade and all that stuff. I saw the movie. It wasn't good. It didn't, couldn't decide whether it wanted to be an art movie or like a big blockbuster Pearl Harbor. So it was neither. It's a big waste of time. I did not like it. But I watched it. And um, 
they're saying that since this guy was in the movie, somehow that means he was a veteran. And I'm getting all these pictures of him on the beach, you know, wearing his uniform and all this stuff. I don't think that I don't think that counts. One person says to me, how dare you say our how? Let me see exactly what they said. How dare you take our king's name in vain? And that really got me thinking like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell are you talking about? And this is it. This is the new religion. Famous people, entertainers, good looking 28 year old guys. Right. This is your king. This is your king. You know, there was a time for most of our history from like before Christ to about 60 years ago, entertainers were like afterthoughts. They would come on at the end, uh, come out after a big feast, tell some jokes, maybe play the, the lute or something like that, and then leave. They were like fringe characters. No offense, but they were. And now this, this is the ultimate. This is the ruling class. And how dare you question them? I mean, the stuff that people have been saying about me. Again, I get a kick out of it. It's, it shows much more about them than it does about me. Uh, they do get some pretty good zingers in there about me. I'll give them that. It's that I, I do, I, I do kind of like it sometimes. Uh, but it's just a person. He's not. He's not a deity. And at one t- point, I'm like, hey, by the way. Not for nothing, but he's just copying Michael Jackson. And then they say, oh, boy, you are great. They try. They say horrible things. Some people say I'm gay, which I'm neither here nor there. I happen to not be. But in this day and age, why are they why are they why are they trying to cyber bully me over that over their perceive their perception of my sexuality? Huh? Isn't that weird? And that's supposed to be. And these are all liberals saying you're gay, you're gay, you're gay. He's the best. He's the best. He's our God. That's your problem. He's just a man. And when you worship men, you're setting yourself up. You're setting yourself worse than failure for death. I'm not kidding. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This is The Greg Kelly Show. Folks have to be careful out there because you just can't say whatever you want. Uh, first, you got to see who you are. You got to do a little of self evaluation to see what's acceptable and what's not acceptable, okay? So, uh, white, male, Christian, heterosexual uh, individual, your vocabulary, your topics are very limited, okay? <laughs> very, very limited. Uh, let's see. How about this? If you are a black female, uh, singer of some uh, degree of fame. Oh, and best yet, if you're bisexual, if you throw that in the mix, oh, you can say whatever the hell you want, and you can just talk and talk and talk, and they'll praise you. Now, who knows who Janelle Monet is? Janelle, Janelle Monet is a... I don't know enough about singing to know if she's good or not. I did meet her, actually, once. She was very, very pleasant. This is at least... Uh, oh, gosh, how long is it ago? It's on good days. At least seven years ago. 
and um, she couldn't have been cooler. But now uh, I, I, I have to tell you, look, I could have a nice conversation with her and I could tell her to her face, uh, you know, cut the crap. What is all this stuff? So she has a book, Janelle Monet. Of course, she write a book. I mean, why not? Right. She sings. So she must be able to write. Right. And she shows up on the CBS morning show, which is about as woke crazy as you can get now. And uh, everybody bending over backwards trying to show how liberal and woke they are. Um, Gail King and the rest. So and Gail, by the way, is a very good broadcaster. She is. But she went off the train tracks with this with this moment. Okay, everybody calling it a moment. Well, this moment went to her head and she's not working for the audience anymore. I think she's working for herself. I think she's working for herself. I think her target audience is the management. And it's always don't mess with me because I've got swagger and I've got sway and I've got power. Got to work for the audience, though. Uh, let's see here. So this is Janelle Monet again, a semi-famous singer who just wrote a book. What do you think of this gibberish? Cut 31, please. This book deals with them literally taking people's identities, erasing our pasts, erasing the people that we once were and making us into something that they can control. But, you know, sci-fi is often an allegory for the world that we're living in today. Yeah. What you just described Somebody might describe as reality. Mm. Yeah, I know. it's, mm, yeah, it's right. pretty meta. Uh, I hate to say that, but mm. it is pretty meta, especially when we're thinking about, you know, Greg Abbott, who put into law in Texas a law that bans us talking about the LGBTQIA plus communities in books. Bans Stop! Didn't ban any such thing. You can talk about it, Janelle Monet, all you want. What we're talking about is talking about gender identity with children ages three through seven. You think you can hold your horses until they're eight? Keep going. For the world that we're living in today, yeah. what you just described, somebody might describe as reality. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's pretty meta. Uh, I hate to say that, but it is pretty meta, especially when we're thinking about, you know, Greg Abbott, who put into law in Texas, a law that bans us talking about the LGBTQIA plus communities in books, bans critical race theory. Like, there's a lot of erasure happening in our very country, and I hope this book can serve as a warning sign of what that will look like and feel like if we don't fight um, against those abuse of power. Wouldn't you love it if somebody just said, cut the crap? What the hell are you just talking about? You want to pretend you live in China? Fine. This is America. Racist America. You know, I look at the border footage and I see everybody coming in and I happen to notice that I don't see any white people coming in. I don't, quite frankly. These are all people of color and they want to be here, the greatest country on earth. It is for now until the left. I mean, it seems like they are intent on ruining it. That You know what? If we ruin it, that would solve our immigration issue, wouldn't it? And keep on going and listen to the, I'm sorry, but the ass kissing that's going on. She is wrong on the facts. She's not getting the spirit of America remotely. People are watching this show, but the interviewers, Gail King and this other guy named, what's his name? Vladimir? Vladimir, right? That's a. <laughs> anyway, his name is Vladimir. He's wearing a three piece three piece suit. He even dresses like Vladimir uh, Lenin, okay? He even looks like him, come to think of it. He's bald. He's skinny, and he's wearing a three-piece suit, and his name is Vladimir, and he's on Channel 2. I have no idea what his last name is, but uh, let's call him Lenin for now. He just said that stuff about, and I think Gail's about to say something. Listen. Next clip. 
Yeah, because the stories feature black and queer protagonists yes. in a futuristic world. Why did you want to tell that particular story because at this cool. particular time? Because we are so because cool. Because we're cool. We are so just like, and for so many years and so many centuries, you know, rooted, it's deep that there's something wrong with us. Like, as soon as we come out, we're considered a dirty computer. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's this whole culture of assimilating and you know how do we how do we uh, uh thrive in a society that just tells us that we're too black we're too this we're too that we're too but we are so beautiful and i wanted to represent that in the literary world um the story doesn't stay in that totalitarian society it really does uh i think embrace hope it embraces love. you picking love, yeah, yeah. self-love. Like, how do we overcome those things? Because we're going to be dealing with these things, right? But my message is to, to black and brown and marginalized folks, like, we will prevail in the end. We will. You mentioned the word beauty. I have to say this. You look incredible. Oh, thank uh, that you. That outfit is stunning. <laughs> uh, my message is to uh, not the black and brown people, not the white people, to everybody. That woman's an idiot. And every person who just obsequiously fawned all over her and her gibberish. They're idiots, too. This is our country you're messing with. You keep it up with this fiction. You will solve the immigration problem. Nobody's going to want to come here at all. And a lot of us are going to want to leave. Be right back. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Uh, you're free to give us a call. The number is 800 800- 848-9222-800-848-9222. Who remembers this? Are you old enough to remember when Nancy Reagan is standing with Ronald Reagan in the ranch? And uh, I think Sam Donaldson lobs a question about arms talks or something that's going on in Russia. And how do you get the Russians back to the table in Vienna? That's the question. And Reagan's like, well, uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, Nancy says under her breath, we're doing everything we can. We're doing everything we can. And he jumps on it. It was, uh, it was a great moment, kind of a famous one politically. And um, they tried to do in Ronald Reagan over this. Oh, he's a feeble old man. He can't uh, be president anymore. American people knew that this was a good guy. But it was a big moment. Cut 46. This is 1984. Doing everything we can. Thank you, sir. I'm disappointed by Mrs. We're doing everything we can. Did you hear Nancy giving the answer? Huh? Nancy? Nancy was great. Um, so the same thing happened the other day with Joe Biden and Jill. Uh, but it's worse. It's not like Joe, it's not like she's telling him what to say. She's telling him what to do. Wave. He says something about Easter. It's obviously done. Everyone's clapping. She says, Wave. Listen, listen, she, she says it twice. Cut 45, please. Thank you, and happy, happy Easter. All right. Did you hear it? Wave, wave. She says it twice. She says it twice. One more time. Listen carefully, okay? Go. Thank you, and happy, happy Easter. All right. Now, how could Joe Biden not know how to, you know, not know to wave in that moment? You take anybody, you take anybody from any walk of life 
and put them on that balcony, and you're in charge right now, the first thing they're going to do is start waving. It's like the number one thing you do. You walk down a parade, you wave. How does he not know how to do that? Why would he need that kind of direction? And it's not like he bristles at the advice. He actually goes He goes with it. We have a problem. We have a, Hey, I want to emphasize this, by the way. You know how I feel about Dr. Oz. He's a great guy. I want him to be the next senator from Pennsylvania. I think he'd be fantastic. I don't like Dave McCormick. He's a swamp snake uh, in it for all the wrong reasons. The last thing they need is a, is a hedge fund guy who only knows how to export jobs to China. I don't care how good this guy looks in a suit. He's no good. Uh, there's another individual running who I could live with. His name is George Bacchetta, B-O-C-H-E-T-T-O. Keep this in mind. He's a 45-year trial attorney, and he was left as an as a little baby, as a baby infant, on the steps of the Sisters of Mercy in Brooklyn. Yeah, he was an orphan, and they took him in, and they raised him all the way up to the age of nine, I think. I've I've not met many people like that, and that's kind of that's kind of fascinating, right? God bless the Sisters of Mercy. Anyway, here's a little taste of uh, George Bocchetto, B-O-C-H-E-T-T-O, Bocchetto. He's running as a Republican for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. Cut 47. With your help, we'll defeat the pretenders on the right and the radicals on the left and ensure that every hardworking Pennsylvania family has the best shot at a better life. I'm George Paquetto, and I'm asking you to join our team today because we don't just need a senator from Pennsylvania. We need a senator for Pennsylvania. Hey, how about that for a line? Not just from Pennsylvania, but for Pennsylvania. Hey, I had him on the show last night. I liked him a lot. Good guy. And uh, we'll see what happens. 800-848-9222. Oh, so we can wear masks. We don't have to wear masks on the planes anymore, right? Right. Fantastic. I wasn't doing it anyway. There are all kinds of, I'm not going to wear that mask. I don't care what goes down. I'm not wearing a mask. I don't care who you are, where you are, what's going on. No, enough is enough. I basically wore a mask twice during the whole pandemic. Okay, now I can say it. Geraldine is standing by. She's in, uh, where on Long Island are you? Somewhere on Long Island. Hi. Uh, hi, Sayville. Oh, good. Hey, is the food basket still there? The food basket? I oh, maybe that's uh, that's Bayville. I'm sorry. There's Bayville and there's okay. Sayville. I get them confused. What's Bayville. up? Just, I uh, love your show. I listen to you all the time. Uh, just, I was just telling when I called in, I didn't want to take up too much of your time, just the importance of the school budget votes coming up. It's just so important for people to get out there and vote and vote and vote. <laughs> I think uh, people are so focused on the next elections coming up, you know, in 2022, which I'm hopeful for. But the school budgets are huge and very important. So uh, that's like a local thing, right? You show up and vote for the budget, right? Yeah, sure. And I'm also a, I live where I work, and I just think it's so important that we, you know, show up at the polls. People people are big about, you know, on social media talking about it. But when it comes to actually showing up to vote, they, they don't show up. Yeah, it's true. It's like Ed Norton. He loved uh, campaigning. He loved running around, you know, hooting and hollering about a candidate, but getting dressed up and going down to vote. That was too much trouble. When is the election, by the way? When is it? May 17th. May 17th. All right. Thank you. Uh, Noted. And by the way, I think, uh, hey, can I vote? I don't have a kid in public school. Can I vote in that? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. I've never voted in one of those things. I never have. And uh, do I have to be a Republican or a Democrat? 
Nope. You sure? I'm positive. All right. Fantastic, <laughs> Geraldine. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to go to Pennsylvania next. Glenn is on the phone. He's in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Hey, is that where they have the great big uh, pretzel factory? There's a great big pretzel factory there, right? Well, Lidditz is known for its uh, pretzels, and yes, there are a couple pretzel factories around us here. And you're pretty close to the Amish people, right? Very close. Yeah, I actually lived in Intercourse for a little while. Hey. Yeah, it's a true town. No, I know, I know. I've been there, and uh, it's uh, it's quite a wild uh, setup they've got there. Glenn, what's on your mind? Well, I just want to compliment you, Greg. Uh, watch your show as much as I can. Listen to you on the radio. It's a little tough to get in my car down here, but your compliments uh, on the uh, the whole situation there with the well, your comments actually about the, the commercials last night was was spot on. Um, I only saw one meme. I think on Breitbart, somebody commented there are twelve percent of the population, but eighty percent of the commercials. And I can't quite figure out, is that really helping them, or is that supposed to be who they're going after? Instead of 60% of the white people, they're going after 12% of the black. I don't know. I'm well, not a marketing. Yeah. You know, Glenn, uh, thanks for watching the show, number one. Number two, my, my larger point is, look, the Black Lives Matter conversation that really started in earnest in the summer of 2020, it hasn't helped anybody. It's actually made black people uh, more unsafe. It really has. Uh, They are less likely to follow the direction of cops. People of all races are less likely to respect cops. They're more likely to defy the law. That puts us all at risk. And the only practical, no kidding, improvement I can see for people of color is more of them are showing up in TV commercials. So this, this helps a very small handful of people, right? How many people are, you know what? And you heard me last night, Glenn. Joe Biden was actually right when he said this. Joe Biden made this observation, and uh, here we go. Cut 36. I challenge you, find today when you turn on the stations, sit on one station for two hours, and I don't know how many commercials you'll see, lay eight to five. Two to three out of five have mixed-race couples in them. That's not by accident. They're selling soap, man. <laughs> Not a joke. Remember old Pat Cadell used to say, you want to know what's happening in American culture? Watch advertising. Watch advertising. So, Glenn, if we watch it, we see what's going on, and that's all that's going on. Nothing else has really changed. Very strange. Hey, uh, Glenn, how are you thinking? What are you thinking about the Senate race there? Well, I like you had George uh, Burkett, is it? Yeah. Yeah, George uh, seemed very good. I didn't really actually know much about him before that, but I really appreciated you having him on. And, uh, yeah, we're, I guess I'm leaning more towards Oz, quite honestly, uh, just like yourself. But uh, I did want to give you one other quick comment here. You were the only one, and I watch Fox quite a bit, you're the only one to actually say how many riots there were. 275, I believe, was your number nobody else has quoted that and i really appreciated that as well as your comments about dr stanley too around christmas time it just about brought a tear to my tear to my eyes so thank you for proclaiming the gospel wow glenn thank you so much it sounds like you you're really watching and you're picking up all the all the nuances and the little things and the big things i so appreciate it and um thank you sir very much uh good good stuff the good work keep up the good work thank you sir 
Thank you very much. Thank you, Glenn. Um, wow. I, I, I got to tell you, I really love it when people watch and they notice all the things we're doing. And uh, I know the graphic he's talking about. What he mentioned was it is insane that the government and the mainstream media would go totally ape over one day, January 6th, where there was no serious material damage, where only one life was lost and it was a protester. And they're acting like it's the worst thing that ever happened. Oh, by the way, <laughs> speaking of January 6th, baby Adam, baby, baby Adam Kinzinger uh, wants to run for president. Talk about one of the biggest liars in Congress. My goodness gracious ever. Uh, he is directly. I mean, I've caught him in a thousand lies. And you know what's interesting? His family, the Kinzinger family of Illinois, they're crazy about me. They watch the show, Newsmax. They've sent me letters. They, they're awesome, awesome people. We don't like uh, we don't like Adam. Hey, but what do we say about that? We don't like Adam, but we love Adam, right? We love everybody. Everybody's here for a purpose. Adam is making these mistakes. I don't know. So maybe I'm, I'm developing some something and calling him out on it. Some good can come of this, even though he's warped and deranged and lost in ambition. God loves him. I love him. He's here for a purpose. I don't like him. I don't like what he's doing, and I don't think it's going to work out for him. Do you? Wait, what other thing here I wanted to do? Oh, Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton is back. Did you notice that he disappeared, essentially, for how long was it? 12 years under Bloomberg. You know, Bloomberg, he's a billionaire. He spread the money around. Nothing wrong with that. Not illegal. It was his money. He could do it. And Al Sharpton was under control. Now, uh, what does he have? Well, doesn't have that money coming in anymore, and he's got all kinds of profit incentive. He's going up there to eulogize. What did he say? He said it himself on a show. He's bragging about it. He's going to eulogize that guy who was shot in the traffic stop over the weekend. Cut 34, please. Protests are ongoing in Grand Rapids, Michigan, nearly two weeks after Patrick Leoya was shot in the head and killed by a Grand Rapids police officer after just a traffic stop. I'll be in Grand Rapids Friday uh, with the Leora family and attorney Ben Crump. I'll be there to deliver the eulogy as head of the National Action Network. He's going to eulogize somebody. Would you ever eulogize? Think about it. Could you ever eulogize somebody you never met? No. Normal people wouldn't do that, and he shouldn't do that. He shouldn't be doing that. Um, What else about that guy? Al Sharpton. Oh, when he went up to see George Floyd, he went to George Floyd's funeral. He took a private jet, and he was open about it. He was he was getting on that jet with swagger. There was some gangster music in the background, and he's walking, and he's he's getting on the jet. He's getting on a private jet to go to George Floyd's funeral. Now, what? How corrupt can you get? It's in plain. It's right there in front of us. And this whole race issue, by the way, it's funny. All that propaganda, it it trickles down to the street. And that poor slob, Patrick Leoya, hears it and believes it. And when he gets pulled over, he doesn't stay in the car. He gets out of the car and challenges the cop. What did I do? What did I do? What did I do? Now, the thing is, educated people of color, educated white people, educated, right, who are not susceptible to this propaganda, but maybe pushing it anyway. They know to stay in the cop. They know to stay in their car. They do, but they use race as an issue to enhance their position. 
like Lester. Here we go again with Lester talking with Obama. Just two black guys kicking around the issue of race. Hey, it's a real drag being black, isn't it? Yeah, cut 35. I think any of us African-Americans who work in business or prominent roles feel this struggle. Am I being black enough? Am I too black? Am I not black? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, He he definitely knew what he was talking about because that's all that Barack Obama talks about and writes about. In his own book, he says at times he didn't feel black enough. He was accused of not being black enough by other black people. So what did he do? Instead of being the president for all of us, which he was elected to do in 2008, he decided to go all in on the most divisive, hot-button, race-based issues of our time. Trayvon Martin, he looks like me, all that stuff. The Professor Gates, the police officer in Cambridge, just weighing in on these controversial things, and he doesn't have all any of the facts. Hasn't helped people, but it helped him. Hasn't helped... Um, It did not help George Floyd or Eric Garner or uh, Patrick Loyoye, but it helps these powerful people like Lester Holt. You know what Lester becomes? Unfireable. Unfireable. I'll be right back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. You really should, in the morning, listen to Bernie and Sid and not turn on cable news. Uh, Bad television, bad all around, especially Morning Joe. This actually happened. Uh, Joe talks like this. They gave him another hour. So he's on from 6 to 10, is it? 6 a.m. to 10 a.m.? It's all gone right to his head. Uh, Who talks like this? Cut 43. Former president of Ukraine, Petro Poroshenko, speaking with us earlier this morning. So we got we got Donnie Deutsch and Andrew Ross Sorkin coming up next. I mean, I, I know that's incredible, but we just do. I, I can't believe they're both it's here exciting. together. Yeah. These are like chemicals you usually don't want to mix because they're no. so combustible. Who? Donnie Deutsch and uh, some other guy. are, And he, he goes on like this. The whole show, him doing these little inside joke riffs and Mika making faces. You know, oh, that's just Joe being Joe. Hey, Ted is in Paramus. What's up? Yeah, uh, how you doing? Good. Uh, let's see. Uh, I was in church on Good Friday. Yeah. And they were reading from the text, and people were going by our Lord and Savior um, and saying things like, oh, so you were going to destroy the temple, weren't you, while he was on the cross and everything like that. As if the native people, the people of Jerusalem, were offended that he would have wished ill upon their main source of income, which was, you know, the the temple. And I couldn't help thinking, it's sort of like uh, how offended people were with what happened on J6 or what they concocted happened on J6. That's uh, that's interesting. Um, tell me again what they were saying about the temple when he was on the cross. 
Oh, so like you, you said that you were going to destroy the temple and, uh, and things like that. What a lot of people don't understand is that the temple in Jerusalem, that was, that was, the, that was the economic center of Jerusalem. That was which the, that's what, the, that's what the, very much the Jews lived on with what, all the money that was coming in for sacrifices at the temple. So the capital today, essentially, what is the source of income to the Washington, D.C.? It's political contributions and people trying to buy influence. Now, by the way, just to our listeners, we all know that Jesus was Jewish and all this stuff, and it's not what you're talking about, though, is a biblical reference, and there was opposition, the Sadducees and the Pharisees and all that stuff. It's all in there, and I think you're on to something. Uh, well, you know, I hear Joe Biden say, and so many Democrats have said, this sacred place, referring to the Capitol, the sacred place, the sacred. There's nothing sacred about it. It is a public building. It's a municipal building. You know, they call the White House the people's house, right? They allow people in there. This is not, we're allowed to go in, especially when the cops hold the door open, which they did. And thankfully, some judges are finally seeing that, and some of these guys are being found not guilty. Ted, thank you very much. Uh, Yeah. It's not a sacred place. It's a protected, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's part of our whatever, but they're overdoing it with all that stuff, you know? George in Stanford, Connecticut. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, I've wanted to call for months about Tawana Brawley. You constantly refer to her in a negative way. I don't constantly you- refer to Tawana Brawley. She doesn't come up very often. I think I mentioned her once in the past six months, but uh, well, okay. what would you like to know? Well, do you have the facts to back up your accusation that she lied? Well, what I would refer you to, if you're curious about the facts, is uh, look up the report by Attorney General Robert Abrams, the sitting Attorney General of New York State in 19, I guess this was 89 or 90, and uh, it's all there. They even tracked down, you know, she said she was covered in feces, right? The, uh, The rapists covered her in feces. Well... And there was some fecal material found on her. Guess what? It was from a dog that lived next door. They actually traced it, the DNA. So, George, I don't know. You're calling to tell me that Tawana Brawley was telling the truth? Is that it? I don't know, but I have heard the entire medical report from the ambulance that took her to the hospital. Well, wait a second. A medical report from the ambulance. Is that what you you heard? You you heard the entire medical report from the ambulance. Okay. And what did the ambulance say? The entire entire medical report, separate report from the emergency room. All right, fine. You know what you need to do, dude, is look up the entire report. It's online. You can find it. There was an attorney general by the name of Robert Abrams, New York State Attorney General. He was a Democrat. And he did a, like, top-to-bottom investigation. It took him, like, nine months. And it's all in there, all right? And that little tidbit about the dog, remember that uh, where you heard it when you see it in the report. Thank you, George. Uh, let's see here. Um, haven't, ha- haven't, haven't gotten anybody any pushback on the Tawana Brawley matter in, let's see, uh, uh, 30 years. <laughs> we all know it was a great big hoax. But, uh, but he heard from the ambulance report. You know, those famous ambulance reports. Uh, Let's see. I got to get my act together for tonight. Big show tonight. Oh, we're going to have a guy on. He's a professor in Ohio. And get this. He did not use the preferred pronouns of a student in the class. You know, those silly preferred pronouns. It's all a stunt. It's all whatever. And he got in trouble. 
they disciplined him. The university disciplined him. They docked him vacation days. They, you know, it was all kinds of trouble. He sued, and he just won $450,000. This is still America, and you can't force us to speak in a certain way. Huh? But what about the students' feelings? The feelings were hurt. Hey, you want, to, you want your feelings not to be hurt? You want to be comfortable? Stay in bed. Right? The mission in life is to not be comfortable. I can't wait to meet this professor. You should join me tonight on Newsmax at 7 o'clock. Everyone's talking about it. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. Hey, 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 Johnny Depp. Remember him from, uh, what the hell was he in again? Jump Street and the Pirates movies? He's testifying right now. He's suing his ex-wife. This is Johnny Depp in federal court, state court. Let's listen. It's buffering. Computers talking to computers. He's wearing a black shirt. Does not look good, quite frankly. And neither does she. He looks, uh, he kind of looks like an adult movie star, quite frankly. Let me hear what he's saying. To stand up, not only for myself um, in that instance, but stand up for my children, who at the time were uh, 14 and 16, and so they were in high school, and uh, I, I, I thought it was diabolical that my children would have to go to um, school and have their friends or people in the school approach them with the infamous People magazine cover with uh, uh, misheard with a a dark bruise on her face. Um, And then it just kept um, the, it kept multiplying. It it, it just kept getting bigger and bigger. Wow. So it was my responsibility, I felt, to not only attempt to clear my name um, for the sake of for many reasons, but I wanted to clear uh, my children of of this horrid thing that they were having to read about their father, that was which was untrue. All right, all and right. Also- it takes them a year and a half to say anything. Gosh, give them a script. Uh, this is an actor, Johnny Depp. He's very angry at Amber Heard, an ex-wife of his. She wrote a nasty op-ed saying that he was a uh, you know guilty of spousal abuse. Now, I met Amber Heard once. Very strange vibe I was picking up from that woman. She was promoting a movie that nobody heard of or wanted to hear of. Nobody liked it. Nobody. So she was inventing story after story about all the women she was hooking up with. You know, it was like clickbait. Oh, wow, she's bisexual. Wow. And at the time, that was like, wow, nobody cares now. Uh, well, something shouldn't say nobody cares. But anyway, um, uh, is this getting any better? I mean, it's kind of interesting to see a, an actor testify live, unfiltered. Again, he's wearing, it looks like he just stepped out in 1965. It looks like he's in the Rat Pack, a black shirt, a horrible tie from the 1950s. 
and she's look she's dressed like she's a pilgrim. She's dressed like she's a pilgrim. Let me hear this again, please, just for a moment. Not such a great position, and they needed advice, and I gave them the best advice I could. Um, all I could think of was that those people would 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 think that I um, was a fraud and that I had lied to them. And so I had to wait for my opportunity to um, address the charges, which were criminal charges. Oh, boy. I think he's doing well, though. It's putting me to sleep, but I think he's doing well. And I think a guy showing up at court, suing somebody like Amber Heard. Now, let's face it. The jury will have heard of Johnny Depp. Will they have ever heard of Amber Heard? And she's got, <laughs> let's see. I don't know. I don't see how. she Hasn't she dated like three of the world's richest guys? Three. And what are the chances of that just happening in life? No, she's seeking them out. All right, Johnny Depp, I'm rooting for you. I hope this works out. Uh, she wrote a nasty, nasty story. Now, look, maybe maybe, maybe he did slap her around. And if that's true, I don't like him. But, look, who's to say, right? I mean, who the hell is to say? We don't know. Um, nobody knows. Uh, it's sad. These things start with such hope. And then they come crashing down. Sometimes, not often. Well, often. Half the time, I guess. Um and that's tough. That's tough. All right. Uh, somebody wants to say something about Chris Wallace. Before we do, let's just remember what a swamp snake this guy is. Remember when he shut down the conversation about the Hunter Biden laptop during the 2020 debate? He's back in the news because Chris Wallace is whining and kicking and crying and screaming to anybody because the silly network he just joined, CNN Plus, is about to fold, it looks like. Cut 42. As the moderator, sir, I'm going to make a, know, a judgment call here. Three and a half million okay, dollars right. from the Let's mayor talk about, of Moscow. Let's talk about not- I'd like to talk about climate change. So would I. Okay. 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 What a f- something very effeminate about the way he talks. I'm sorry. It's fine, but it's grating. It doesn't work for me. Why is Johnny Depp wearing the black shirt? It doesn't really matter, does it? No. But it does matter to me that somebody who just allegedly shot up a mall in South Carolina is already out on bail, and he can go to work. He can go to work. Cut 23. Do you remember this over the Easter weekend? Easter was when? The day before yesterday. That's when the shooting happened. It's Tuesday, and this guy they arrested is already out and about. Cut 23. And we start with breaking news tonight. Twelve people were hurt in a shooting at a shopping mall in Columbia, South Carolina. Ten of the injured were shot. Police say that the others were hurt in the rush to escape. And this just into CNN. Police in Columbia, South Carolina, say some people have been injured after a reported shooting at a mall there. Breaking news here at home. The terrifying shooting at a crowded mall in Columbia, South Carolina. Law enforcement surrounding the mall confirming just as we came on the air, at least 12 people were hurt. Ten of them shot. Wow. Big story, right? Big, big story. Someone's going to have to be held accountable, right? I mean, you can't just shoot up them all. Apparently you can. Apparently you can. Cut 24. They charged 22-year-old Jawain Price with unlawful possession of a gun. He was released on house arrest after a judge sent bond at just $25,000, allowing him to go to work with an ankle monitor. 
Okay. He can he shoots up them all on Saturday, allegedly. Uh, out of jail by Sunday night, and he's got to wear a ankle monitor to work. Now, if I t- if you tweet the wrong thing, you're fired. This guy shoots up a mall. He's still showing up at work. I mean, I would imagine like it's an employer. Is do we know he still has a job? He's just not suspended, not not put on probation, not just uh, <laughs> you, 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 you tweet the wrong thing. They cancel you. This guy gets to go to work. I just, yes, the world has uh, gone a little bit topsy-turvy crazy, don't you think? Oh, although I love it. I love it when the cops strike back. Oh, boy. And these cops are great. We were talking about this yesterday. You know, cops come in all different shapes, sizes, and colors. That's something the woke left doesn't understand. That cops, police, law enforcement, working class, it's very diverse. Very diverse. Anyway, there's a bunch of uh, uh, women and uh, uh, transgenders and all kinds of characters in Pittsburgh mouthing off like crazy as they stand and march in the middle of an intersection trying to shut down traffic. Well, that's against the law, right? Listen to this one lady. You'll hear her. She's the, the chief instigator yelling her face off, pointing at the cop, saying awful, awful things right to the cop's face. Cut 26. Where are you all? Where are you all speaking? Right here. Right here. Yes, the we are. It is our right. It is freedom. Yes, it is our right. It is our right. It is our right. It is our right. Our freedom of speech. We can march and we can say what the we want. Don't talk and point at me. Did you hear the end? Stop, stop. That's me. Don't point at me. The guy just barely raised his knuckle, like not even in her direction. And she was wagging and screaming. Now, the cop kept his cool. At one point, I thought he was going to drive off. No, he just goes into the cop car and gets extra handcuffs. And then they start locking up people. It's beautiful. It is our right. It is our right. Our freedom of speech. We can march and we can say what the we want. Don't talk and point at me. <laughs> all right, wait a second. You played the same one again. Where's the one where they go nuts all over the place? And when, and they start saying black lives matter, cops' lives don't matter. That, to me, sounds like a terroristic threat, doesn't it? When you think about it, cut 27. Black lives matter! Cops' lives don't matter here! Black lives No justice, no peace. Now let's break that down. What the hell does that mean? If you don't get the the, the solution you want, you're going to riot, okay? And cop lives don't matter. It's a horrible thing. If I were a, an ambitious prosecutor, I think I could make a case against that woman. But they got physical with the cops, and then they got locked up, which is exactly what they deserve here. Next up, cut 28. Get out of my And it's just a bunch of yelling and screaming. You can't see anything. And the cops are, like, doing a fantastic job locking up everybody in sight, uh, those who have been aggressive physically. Everybody deserved to be arrested. The cops happen to be black. And my, to my point earlier, uh, far more diversity than the woke left ever wants to acknowledge. They're very, very uncomfortable with black law enforcement. They're also very uncomfortable with black conservatives. We will talk about that tonight. Um, and... It's funny. This isn't about police conduct. 
None of this stuff has been about police conduct or misconduct. You know who Ed Bronstein is? Well, Ed Bronstein was a guy who was pulled over on suspicion of DUI in March of 2020, two months before George Floyd. And the circumstances uh, he dies after or during his contact with police, it looks very similar to what happened to George Floyd. A bunch of cops, one guy has his knee right on the back. I mean, they're pinning this guy down. And listen to what this guy is saying. This is the defendant. He's dead now. He's being arrested, and I think they want to draw his blood, and he's going nuts. Cut 29. Wow, right? And if you look at it, he's getting, well, he's getting the uh, the George Floyd treatment. He really is. And then it intensifies. Cut 30. We're not even poking you yet. Nobody's done anything. Dude, relax. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Just stop yelling. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't all right tough to listen to well this guy ed bronstein dies he dies have you ever heard the name ed bronstein i've heard george floyd not ed bronstein right why not why not it allegedly maybe the police did something wrong i see knees on the back that kind of thing remember this was never about police conduct This is about power. This is about politics. This is about money. It's about exploitation. Ed Bronstein, huh? Nope. Nope. Hey, he's still talking. Uh Uh-oh, Johnny Depp is digging himself a hole. He's talking about his mother being physically abusive. Let me hear this. I don't know if this is going to go his way. Go ahead. My my mother despised uh, my father's parents. And my grandmother's name was Violet. And... Every now and again, you would hear my mother just scream across the house. Come here, Violet. Get in here, Violet. And Christy, my sister, knew very well that that was uh, a deep, a deep cut psychologically, emotionally. But we had to take it. I mean, you, you just had to take the pain. Um... I, I was born with a very strange, it was a very rare uh, thing in my eye as the, the, the back of the lens is spherical, uh, normally um, is spherical, so in this eye it isn't normal. This eye I was born um, with a more conical oh, what uh, lens, does it so mean? Uh, my brain never learned to see out of my left eye and they noticed when I was about uh, three, four, five, three, four, that I had a, a lazy eye, a wandering eye and um, anything. Uh-oh. Did Amber do the same thing? I think that's where he's going. His ex-wife would call him that. 
uh, I even had to wear um, I had to wear an eye patch on my good eye. Hey, it set you uh, up for uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Bad eye, so that it not bad. Oh, brother, I can't get enough of this guy. I don't think it's in his interest to talk about his mother, because abused kids sometimes wind up abusing, being abusive themselves. Oh gosh, what a mess! All right, good luck. I can't deal with it. Let me know when the verdict is in. I shall return in a moment. Greg Kelly. This is the Greg Kelly Show. Uh, I'm sorry, I said I was done with it, but uh, Johnny Depp is now talking about his father was beaten up by his mother. And the father just took it. And I just got to hear this one little portion right here. Go ahead. I kept thinking to myself, I kept wondering why, why does he take it? How does he, how does he take this? And, 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 and why doesn't he leave her? Um, but he didn't, you know, um, He was able to maintain his calm and his composure. He was able to maintain uh, his relationship with his children. Um, he was uh, he was he was a good man. He is a good man. All right, all right. I I don't know what's. Oh wait, I want to hear the lawyer. One second. How many times did you witness that? I mean, out of. Out of, I couldn't count the amount of fights that they had. All right, I, enough, I, enough, I, enough. I'm sorry. I hope it all works out for everybody. Amber Heard is just sitting there looking at him like, I don't know. I don't, I don't care for Amber Heard. I told you I met her once. I got some weird vibes. I think Johnny Depp is, uh, I think he's a victim here. And for him to go into court, go all this to all this trouble. Uh, now, she wrote a nasty op-ed in the Washington Post in the height of the Me Too movement saying that he was the worst guy, punched her in the face. I think People Magazine did a big story on it. Lots of, uh, I don't know. Hey, Robert, you want to say something about Johnny Depp? Yes, sir. You correct like a man. Number one, <laughs> I want to give this guy the Academy Award for this one. Are you kidding me? This guy was born in Kentucky. Do they talk like this in Kentucky? Yeah, I know what you mean. Well, look, I mean, look, so what? I mean, people become what they want to be. Uh, I heard a documentary the other day with uh, Halston. That guy's from Indiana. Halston, the uh, the designer, and he's he tried to sound like he was British. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not. No, look, I, dude, I, 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 you know, it's easy to just write him off. Oh, you know, I mean, he's not crying, by the way. He's not crying. He's telling a story. He's. I don't think he's crying. And he's got children, and he was defamed by this woman. I think it's okay. Does he still live on the Black Pearl? I don't know. I don't. I don't know anything about his movies. Anything else going on? Come on, on? Greg. No. I, I. I. Look. I feel for the guy. I'm sorry. I just. Uh, it's too much to. Uh, you know. No. I. I think that woman is uh, bad news, and she goes around yeah, looking funny. for the richest guy she can find and shaking him down and pretending she's. Uh, into certain things. I don't know. There's something very weird about her. Uh, so I have a lot of sympathy for this guy. Anything else? 
No, that's it. Your show is excellent, by the way. I love it. I listen to you every day. Thank you, pal, very much. And uh, yes, uh, 99 times out of 100, you know I'm good with that Godfather stuff. But this time, I'm cutting Johnny some big-time slack. Uh, Peter in New Jersey wants to say something. What do you want? Hey, Greg. How you doing? Good. Good. Say, I'm always happy to hear you put uh, Wallace's feet to the fire. You know... He's a real, he's a real, is he even working at CNN at all? I don't even see him on the station at, at all. Plus, did you catch uh, Stitchfield on uh, Schumer uh, calling the, uh, the the kettle black when he was taking donations from a, from a Russian paper firm and he was uh, bashing another uh, colleague stating the fact that they were taking uh, donations from a Russian from another Russian firm. Oh my gosh! No, I didn't see that episode, but it sounds bad. Yeah, Schumer's a real piece of work. That's that's for sure. Yeah, I know he is. I've had some run-ins with Chuck. He uh, he got scared by the woke mob and went all in. He used to be a guy you could do business with. Now he's uh, well, now he's a crazy man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, let me just see if there's one other thing. Oh, there goes the music. All right, you know what I need? I haven't had one in a long time. I need a Diet Cola. I don't like to say Coke anymore. Do we have any Diet Pepsi or anything like that down there? All right. Do we have the the kind that's uh, fruity flavored? They've got a Diet Pepsi peach flavor, believe it or not. They do. They just came out with it a, a, this year. It's very good. Give me a moment. Let me get my act together. And i uh, got a couple of more things to go through. Be right back. Listening to the Greg Kelly Show. You hear the word swamp a lot. What does it really mean? We know what a swamp is a fetid kind of uh, half land, half water, muddy, uh, gross, snake infested pit. All right? And that's what. Washington, D.C. is in in nature. It's all those things. Nasty climate, all of it. So humid, nasty place. Beautiful now with the architecture and everything like that, but it's still a very swampy place. And so many people go to Washington, D.C., not for you, not for me, not out of sense of service, but to service themselves, to get rich, to get famous. They love power. They cloy to it. And I think Possibly who epitomizes this the most is one treacherous little snake by the name of Nicole Wallace. Nicole Wallace, a GOP fixer for a long time. You know, she was, I've seen this before, you know, some moderately attractive woman who's promoted beyond her ability. They like having her around. She's very good at flattering men who outrank her or are more powerful than she is of which there were plenty, and somehow she winds up as communications director for George W. Bush. And what was her primary job back then? Defending the Iraq war, justifying it, all that crap. And um, she's the one who handled communications for Sarah Palin in 2008. Remember when she was running for president, or vice president, rather, John McCain's running mate? I knew right away that that, oh boy, I like Sarah Palin, nice person, but I did not think she had any business being vice president. You know, she would have flunked the job interview. I like her. I uh, think she's a good person, but not president. And um, that was a bad pick. But Nicole, uh, being the mean girl snob that she is, made 
a very unfortunate appointment, even worse, by, uh, well, being a mean girl to Sarah Palin. Uh, you can look it up. I mean, she was just uh, condescending, and uh, I guess uh, Nicole thought she was better. And in the movie, she actually admits to not voting for John McCain. She admits it. She admits it. And there are certain things you just keep your mouth shut about. I wonder if she returned all the money she made from that campaign and all of her time in politics working for Sarah Palin. Okay, you want to come clean? You want to tell your story? Great. Then return the money, too. And now she's on that MSNBC show. And uh, my understanding is she's no longer Nicole Wallace because she left her husband for some reporter who used to show up on the show. Uh, Some New York Times reporter, much younger, and now they're an item, or probably not anymore because... Those things seem very alluring, and then you actually do it, and then it's like, what the hell did I do? What, what's this all about? I'm talking about the guy. So um, here she is. This is Nicole Wallace, who <laughs> used that political career of hers working for Republicans for this moment, where now she is valuable because she trashes Republicans, trashes them. Cut 48. Kevin McCarthy was on Fox yesterday again, relying completely on the disinformation bubble that that encompasses so many of his voters. He said this, there's a strong support for NATO moving forward. That's not true. We know that's not true because a week ago, two weeks ago, 63 House Republicans voted against a purely symbolic resolution offering unequivocal support for NATO. How, How do you get... Democrats to get on offense and describe Republicans the way you and I see them as a threat to national security. Yeah, you hear that? Nicole Wallace, they're a threat to national security. Republicans are a threat to national security. That's not hyperpartisan, is it? No, of course not. You know what's a the existential threat to national security, as they like to say? The lingering legacy of that invasion of Iraq. The one when we were looking for weapons of mass destruction, but there were none. You know what she's doing? Every time she's on TV, she's speaking to two people, uh, George W. Bush and Laura Bush, maybe a couple of others, Dan Bartlett, all those those people who hooked themselves up before they hooked up the country. And it is a scam. It is a great big scam. And listen to her, a lifelong Republican operative, say that Republicans are a threat to national security. And have you seen what I've seen? What is a threat to our way of life, to everything, has been this socialist Black Lives Matter nonsense, right? I mean, telling everybody that all social ills are on the backs of cop, lying to people, saying that America is a systemically racist place. No wonder why Patrick Ayoyo, 26-year-old immigrant from Congo, here legally, by the way, when he gets pulled over, would just blow off the cop. Would just say, no, I've, I've seen it on the news. You guys have no business pulling me over. Isn't that, isn't that how it works now? Where is this police officer who, by the way, just says, hey, man, come on, I'm stopping you. Give me a break here. I'm stopping you, please. This is the Michigan cop. We don't know his name, but I hear so much in his voice. The, the kid gets out of the car. You're not supposed to do that. Listen to what happens. Cut 33. Hey, stay in the car. Stay in the car. Stay in the car. Get in the car. Dude, I'm stopping you. Dude, I'm stopping you. Please, come on, man. Work with me here. I'm a nice guy. You know, we can get through this. You come out of the car, what did I do? Now, where would he have gotten a crazy idea like that? 
you know where, everywhere. Joe Biden, MSNBC, the phone, everywhere. It's everywhere digitally. For that Patrick, 26 years old from Congo, you know, to watch me on Newsmax or to which, listen to me on WABC, he would have had to have made a deliberate effort because, you know, that, that whole uh, shadow banning thing is real. They are making it hard in big ways and small to watch Newsmax, to watch, uh, uh, to listen to this show, to follow me on Twitter, to find me. They are trying to stifle our voices. Another reason why I'm really pleased about uh, Elon Musk and what he's trying to do here. Come on, dude, I'm stopping you. I'm stopping you. And then all hell breaks loose, right? He fights back, he pushes, and he winds up dead. So what is the big uh, practical benefit for folks as a result of Black Lives Matter? Hmm? Well, there ain't none, quite frankly. Everybody's less safe. People are at each other's throats. But I'll give them this. There are more people of color in commercials, television commercials. Cut 37. First team across and check in. Hi, checking in. Yo, it's me, Megan Azalea. You can get all sorts of things delivered from the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. The neighborhood? All from the people in your neighborhood. The people that you meet when you're walking down the street. <laughs> You're either a Muppet or you're black in this commercial, these commercials. You're either Big Bird or you're a person of color. The, the only benefit, the only ones who benefited are these actors. They have more roles than ever before. 12% of the population, I don't, I mean, I, I particularly don't care. But it's like, it's a superficial, meaningless overcorrection. And the folks on the street, the folks who are pulled over by police, have been fed this steady diet of is systemically racist. They're out to get you. Stop and frisk is unconstitutional. All that stuff. These guys are now the bad guys. You know what a steady diet, would have, a steady media diet of comply with the police, listen to what they say, do not run, try being polite, that would have kept a lot of people alive. And tonight I'll show you a brilliant, a brilliant Chris Rock. Hey, do me a favor. Find Chris Rock, how not to get your ass kicked by the cops. It is a brilliant routine. It was done 15 years ago, and it's true. It's all true. Here's a couple of other things uh, you can do. If you don't like systemic racism, you want to say this is a systemic racist place? Okay, you can believe that. But here are a couple of things you can do. Whatever this status of this country is, I don't believe it's systemically racist. But anyway, whatever we got, here's a couple of things you can do. Number one, graduate high school. That's a decision. That's a value. Education. Graduate high school. I notice some communities, that's really emphasized. And other communities, for whatever reason, it's not. Asian Americans. Oh, you know what they emphasize? Education. Oh, yeah, big time. They're not screwing around. How many high school dropouts can you find who happen to be Asian? Not many. I'm being real here. Not many. So graduate high school first. Number two, don't have children out of wedlock. Yeah, that's a big problem because Barack Obama told me children out of wedlock, well, they're more likely to wind up in prison. They're more likely to not be able to read. They're more likely... To 
not finish high school. That's bad stuff. How about this? Get married and stay married. Even in a, if you want to believe that this is the worst society ever and uh, apartheid ended two minutes ago, if you want to believe all that stuff, well, there's a little blueprint right there. You can fight back. But you can believe all this nonsense and uh, or 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 just listen to Chris Rock. Let me know when we got that. It's great. Chris Rock on how not to get your ass kicked. Be polite. Do not run. Do not get out of the car. And you're, you're going to get through this. Oh, by the way, it would also be helpful to not drink and drive and to not have any illegal weapons in the car. What do you say, huh? Now, that stuff, uh, that's, I guess, awkward to talk about, especially somebody like me. Oh, you're a white person from the from Long Island. I mean, you never, you've never walked in my shoes. Well, if Barack Obama ain't going to say it, I guess I will. And Barack Obama's too busy walking on the beach. <laughs> Literally. He's got his. He doesn't care anymore. Hey, man, now Johnny Depp is still on the stand. It's kind of weird seeing somebody really famous. Although, I must say, I do not like the Pirates of the Penzance, whatever these movies are. I can't stand them. I don't understand what's happening in them. I can't follow them. I can't tell if he's a good guy or a bad guy. I don't like uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I also don't like the Lord of the Ring movies. When he puts that ring on and everything starts going crazy. Oh, speaking of what's going crazy, do you have that cake video from the Today Show? So there's some woman on that show. It's her birthday today. And they bring out the soggiest, droopiest, weirdest, melted-looking cake I've ever seen. And they're acting like it's a magnificent. It's like the little rascals baked that thing. Remember when they baked the cake? It made noises and stuff like that. You know, they put a mousetrap inside it. It is the hit, most hideous-looking thing. Anyway, uh, here's the moment. Cake. Oh, tonight. my God. We gotta, we gotta show this cake. Wow. Where do we get this? We've got to show this cake. We, <laughs> Wait, we spared no expense here. Oh, You're surrounded by some of your favorite people. Wait, here, you, I don't want to mess this up. You want to help me? Can you guys see Let me do that. Okay. I know. This you, looks heavy. It's heavy. This is absolutely beautiful. Oh, Thank you, guys. Forward, so people and look, your pictures are on. Oh All right, so you know what the problem is with people on TV? Most of them just say what they think they're supposed to say in any given moment. Now, anybody watching at home is looking and like, what's up with that cake? It is like a, it's it's warped. It's like, what's the word? It's like a groove. It's like a, from a groovy psychedelic dream. It's all wavy and weird. Like Al Roker left it in his back seat and it melted. Anyway. Just a, And they're all like, ooh, wow, we spared no expense. Really? Uh, I don't think so. All right. Hey, let me take one while I wait for this thing. Are we ready with the Chris Rock? Okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. What not to do, how not to get your ass kicked by police. Marianne in Cliffside Park. Hello. Hello. Hi, Greg. I just want to make mention that Johnny Depp did threaten President Trump. Pardon me. Yeah, so what? I mean, I, I understand. I mean, I can't. I, no, no, no. Hold on a second. Marianne, I've, I've, that's been pointed out to me before. And, and, and I just like, I, I can't, I'm not, I can't, I'm not going to hold a grudge like that. I'm not. I'm just taking it like, look, I met Amber Heard. I think he's got a case here. Everybody I've ever met or talked to or talked about has said stuff that I disagree with. I know that. 
I know that, but I just can't. I can't live my life that way. I can't say, "Oh well, Johnny Depp opposes President Trump politically, so therefore, I can't look at this through neutral eyes." I can't. I can't do that. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Oh, good. I thought you were. Um, and it, I just want to say, maybe they should make a commercial with Big Bird about how to comply with the police when you, they pull you over. You know something that would be helpful. That would be helpful. You know, Sesame Street, they could even make it part of their programming. Instead, this is how you comply with the police. <laughs> it's a great idea. It's a great idea. Instead of <laughs> run for it, you know, push right. back. That's too bad. It's really sad that that happens. But it is. It is. Know. Marianne, thank Hey, where's Cliffside Park in New Jersey? Where is it's it? Right, right across from Edgewater, right uh, across the river. What river? Yeah. Hudson. Oh, the Hudson. Yeah, we yeah we're right on the Hudson. Yep. Okay. Oh, so you're right next to Edgewater. Oh yeah, we could overlook. We could see New York. Very I love nice. it. I love it. Okay. Thank very you nice. very much. Okay. And, great. Uh, Have a great day. You too. Thanks, Marion. I got to take one more break, and then we're back for the final stretch. It'll be great. Be right back. You're listening to the Greg Kelly Show. Wow. I. Uh, my tweets are going through the roof here. At Greg Kelly USA, at Greg Kelly USA, you can see what everybody's talking about. Johnny Depp is still on the stage. I want to just on the stand. He's suing his ex-wife Amber Heard because she said a bunch of bad things about him in People magazine and the Washington Post. Amber Heard is a wannabe actress, uh, very beautiful, or at least she was, and uh, I think she's well. I think she's trouble. I think she goes looking around for the richest guy she can find. And the most famous guy she can find and causing havoc and then moving back home to her girlfriend. She's uh, she's bisexual if she's not out. If she's not gay by now. I don't know. It's not really relevant, but I'm just saying she's not really into these guys, it seems to me. Um, at least the famous one she's picking on. What's happening here? Go ahead. So once I realized that music was no longer... An option. Then you have been watching the trial. Oh of- shoot, that was Fox. They're wrapping up. I was. We were cheating. We were listening to Fox's uh, version of it all. Well, <clears throat> I have been listening to that. We'll see what happens uh, tonight. I'm going to have that professor from Ohio who was disciplined for not using they and thee and thou pronouns when it came to some transgender individual. And you know what? You're allowed to say whatever the hell you want. You are. And if you want to be called something special, you can ask, and I might do it, but I may not. And that's up to me. That's up to me. And it's up to you. You can't compel speech. You cannot compel speech. Free country, baby. Even if it's Canada. And shout out to Jordan Peterson. He was one of the most uh, effective people in speaking out about how speech must not be compelled in a free society. All right, as we wrap up the final, let's see. I'm going to go to uh, Ike in Williamsburg really quick. Hi, Ike. Yo, what's going on, um, Greg? Just, uh, you know, it's it's uh, crime is really bad. As you can see, these people, this lady died in Queens. She was chopped up and uh, put in a bag. And uh, it's, it's not much of uh, news on that. Are you kidding me? It's uh, uh, everywhere. I started the show with it. It's the front page of all the papers. That's a big story. People want to know what the hell happened. Now, granted, I think crime is going out of control, but 
But this is clearly a case where she knew her attacker. It's not something random. But I think that's big news, Ike. I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one, okay? Listen, uh, listen I got to tell you, though, and I have to relocate. And I'm using Kyle from Empire Moving to help me with that. Where are you relocating? To Florida. We spoke about this, Greg, like oh, a month ago. I'm so sorry, Ike. I forgot. I, uh, forgive me. Uh, all right. Well, wait a second. So when are you? I, uh, I thought you already left. No, man, it, it got a little delayed because of the supply chain, you know, uh, but it's uh, it's on track for this May. So I just got pictures and stuff. All the trimming is done, and it's a sure shot for me. All right, you got to watch out down there, too, because it's not paradise. You know, you got a lot of meth heads running around Florida. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with my Yankee hat, so they're in for it. All right, all right. Hey, safe travels. Keep in touch, Ike. I appreciate it. Oh, you want to hear the Chris Rock bit? All right, let me play a little bit of this. This is Chris Rock, how not to get your ass kicked. That, 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 that was all I, I, I... No, that's Johnny Depp. All right. You want me to... All right, you work that out. I'll take one more call. Have you ever been face-to-face with a police officer and wondered, is he about to kick my ass? <laughs> well, wonder no more. If you follow these easy tips, you'll be fine. First, obey the law. Laws were made for a reason. Think of them as hints. You've heard people say, man, I wouldn't do that shit if I was you. Well, here's some of that shit. Carjacking, armed robbery, arson, selling drugs, buying drugs, stabbing, shooting. You know, you probably won't get your ass kicked if you just use common sense. If you jump a subway turnstile, you might just get off with a warning from the police. Have you ever been face-to-face with a police officer? Is that it? No. All right, because then uh, the curse words get a little bit out of hand, I guess. That's okay. All right, Andrew in Stanhope, New Jersey. Yes. Yes, just wanted to pivot to your right with Lester Holt and Obama. They should be talking about what he originally said when he was running as a moderate about having two parents in the home, which is actually their fault because they're Democrats, which the policies cause the government dependency. I always say entitlements are good, but entrapments are bad what the Democrats do. And there was actually 39,000 black-on-black shootings in Chicago in one year. And you have these, the president of the United States who was who's black and a black journalist with their nose in the air going, oh, yes, uh, they're being too black or not black enough. You know, come on, like, get into reality. Uh, you're you're right. <laughs> you're, you're right. Can I hear Lester say that one more time? Well, that Lester Holt clip, oh, yeah, go ahead. I think any of us African-Americans who work in business or prominent roles feel this, this struggle. Am I being black enough? Am I too black? Am I not black? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's just have every uh, person of color and every white person just watch that Chris Rock tape. Just, just, you could have those, have those uh, esoteric conversations about uh, are you black enough, are you white enough, uh, a little bit later on, you know, when you're retired, when you have nothing. I mean, geez, what a, what a, oh, gosh. All right, listen, I got to go across the street. We're good. I think we're good. Uh, Anthony, we'll get to you tomorrow. Danny, same to you. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Newsmax tonight, 7 o'clock. Good stuff coming. I'm very excited about this evening. Also, also, if you want to see how I stir up the crazy woke left, uh, check out my Twitter at Greg Kelly USA at Greg Kelly USA. Many thanks to be continued. All righty then.